read basically the same passage that you find in Psalm 1. It talks about the blessed man and the cursed man, the, the, the man who trusts in the Lord and the person who trusts in themselves or in man. And it's talking about the, the kind of person who relies on their own way, their own strength, their own thinking, their own reason, as opposed to the person who relies on God and trusts on God and is building their life in God. Who are you trusting in? What are you trusting in? What are you relying on? Where are you building your life? Which path are you choosing? Where are you planted? That's what Jeremiah 17 and Psalm 1 want to ask. The person in verse 3 is in a dry climate, in tough circumstances. They're experiencing the seasons of life like you and I. But they are thriving in spite of that. They are happy in spite of that. And one of the things I think we can miss in this passage, which I think is so profound, is the unseen, invisible reality of what's going on here. The water that that tree is drawing from the river, the nutrients it's drawing from the soil, the photosynthesis that's happening because of the sun shining down on this tree, all of that is stuff we don't see. We just see the fruit of. There is an invisible, unseen change going on in this plant that is slow, that is like the change that happens in our lives. I'm sure, I mean, Shell and I are real plant killers, sadly. In our house, there are some plants that have seen better days and some we've had to get rid of because we do our best, but some plants just can't handle the clock effect. But for us as well, if you've got a brown plant in your home that's dying, that's dry, the leaves are falling off like we currently do, a spray of water is not going to make a change. You're not going to see, poof, green leaves. Sorry, Marie. You're not going to see, poof, fruit just blowing just out of this plant. You're not going to see an unhealthy plant instantly look healthy, but over time you can. With consistency, you can. As you expose that tree, as you plant that tree by the water, in the soil, under the effects of the sun, over time, it will become healthy and have green leaves and bear fruit. It's kind of like Paul speaks about in Corinthians. He speaks about our change being slow but consistent from one degree of glory to the next. Degrees are very small. I don't like incremental change. I like huge change quickly. But the change that we see in our lives is incremental, and it's often invisible and unseen. And it's the same with these two paths of life. If you follow this path, you're probably not going to see much change for a while. Incremental, slow, gradual change. And if you follow this path, you're probably not going to see much change for quite a while. Incremental, slow, gradual change. But over time, you end up in two very different places and as two very different people. In Matthew 7, Jesus talks about two ways to live and two ways to be human. He talks about the narrow way and the broad way. The narrow way leads to life, but not many people choose it, and it's not an easy path. The broad way is a lot easier. It leads to ruin, but a lot of people choose it because it's so easy. I was chatting to a few people this week, kind of influenced the sermon, just the conversations we were having about life and living God's way and all of these things. And the reality is the Broadway is fun. It's appealing. Sin can be fun. If you're not finding that, you're probably not doing it right. Sin is great. It's appealing. The world is really appealing. The Broadway is great. That's why people go down it. If 
they didn't find that, they would choose a different way. But what happens is slowly over time as we go down that path, it does lead to ruin. The way of God is hard. It's narrow. Not many people choose it. Many people who start along it give up along the way. But along that way is life. might take a while for you to see it. Slow, incremental, gradual change. But it leads to a really beautiful kind of life. See, what we do does something to us. The choices we make, the path we take, who we serve, what influence is us, all does something to us. And eventually, over time, these two paths lead to two very different destinations, two very different types of people, two very different lives, one that is marked by life and one that is marked by ruin. So someone asks us, which way will you choose? And while we were praying this morning before gathering, Sarah shared something that I just thought was so beautiful. Jesus in Luke 15 speaks about the prodigal son or the prodigal sons, the, the two ways to live. And there's this reality that the one son chooses not to walk God's way, but to walk his own way. He goes away from the father and does his own thing. And he gets far enough down the path that he realizes this is the way of ruin, not the way of life. I thought this was the way of life but this is the way of ruin. And there's a moment where he turns back, unsure of how the father will respond to him, but just knowing where he is is not a good place to be. And I want to say this morning, maybe as I've spoken about this, you're like, great, Grant, I agree. You're probably right about this, but I don't think God would want me to turn around. Like, I don't think he's going to forgive me again. I don't think his arms are going to be open to me again if I turn. In Luke 15, what we see as the younger son turns around and starts his way back to the father, starts his way back to God, starts to walk the, the way of happiness, the way of life. And as soon as the father sees him coming towards him, he runs. He runs with open arms to embrace the son that was far from him. And I want to say today, the way of life is the way to choose. And I want to invite you to choose it. But if this morning, maybe you feel that there are obstacles to you taking this path. Maybe you're a Christian and you realize, I haven't been on this path for a long time. I've been headed in a different direction. Maybe you came in here today, you're not a Christian, but actually you want to explore this path more or begin to follow Jesus. I want you to know that the arms of the Father are wide open to you. And if you would turn even just a little bit, he would run towards you to embrace you with his love and his grace and his truth and his forgiveness. He wants you no matter where you are no matter what you've done no matter what choices you've made no matter what path you're on he wants you which path will you choose if you're happy to close your eyes where you're at i'd love you just to think on that for a second where are you which path are you on who is influencing you where are you seated or planted? Who are you becoming? Where does this path lead? And I ask you, Jesus, right now, as we all in different places respond to you, Lord, I, I think we want happiness and we want life. And I pray you would reveal to us what is true. Help us. And I thank you, Father, that your arms are open to us today.
that if we would respond in turn, you would embrace us, that you love us, that you care despite what we've done, despite what we've been through. Your grace is amazing. Your love for us is amazing. Your acceptance of us is amazing. And I pray for each of us now, Holy Spirit, that you would help us to choose your way, to know what is true, to know what is right, to respond to you. And I pray you'd meet us where we're at. We're going to take communion now. And I think this is a beautiful way to respond. For some of us, maybe even to repent and to, to ask God for his help in some areas right now. But to remember as we come forward, or this is almost like us responding to the Father. We're coming forward to the one whose arms are open, who's made a way, the one who gave everything for us on the cross to wash us clean, to give us a new life, to give us a new hope that actually he could take what we have been through and turn it into something beautiful. So if there's anything you want to bring to him, bring it before you come forward and then receive the gift of communion. Jesus' body broken for you, his blood shed for you to give you a new life, a new hope, a new future in him. Why don't you come forward and take communion?